All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and this is Jeremiah Canwell. Good morning, or good afternoon, or hello. Or that? evening. Yes, it depends upon <laughs> when they're watching yeah, or listening. So, how are you doing there, Jeremiah? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm well. It's been a busy uh, week. We uh, I know that they're they could possibly be listening to this sometime in the future. I understand that, but we are recording on Christmas Eve. So uh, happy, yes. merry Christmas Eve, and merry Christmas to everybody out there. If you're listening at in the present time, um, so uh, yeah, it's been a busy week for us. So how about you? Yeah, I think pretty much everybody's been having a busy week. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun to be busy, but it's fun to celebrate and then to be done yeah. <laughs> with the busyness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And so I'm going to put this out there. Uh, yesterday when I did the podcast, uh, total congestion going on with a cold. I don't believe it's COVID. I said that yesterday. Uh, I don't feel I don't have a fever. There's no symptoms of COVID. But if I tend to start getting congested during this podcast, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Can't help it. So, yeah, it is what it is. But it is what it is. Yeah, we all get get something eventually. You know, there's like I keep saying, everybody. It's like there's still the flu. There's still you know there's still colds. There's other stuff out there that's still gonna happen. So you know. But both Gabriel and I got it. I think we got it at one of his basketball games because it's odd that we're the only two mm-hmm. that got it. Rich did not get it. So interesting. I thought it was allergies at first, uh, but then uh, it kind of really kicked in yesterday when we were out shopping. And you know, do you do you get allergies in California? Yeah, there's there's stuff that kicks up around out here. Uh, we live more in the deserty area mm-hmm. of of California. People always think, oh, the beaches and the coastline, but there's also when you start heading east, right. there's desert. So we are more inland, and the Santa Anas kick up, and so all that dusty pollen stuff. Now, mm-hmm. of course, it's like pouring rain out today, so that all gets kind of you know washed away. So right. But yeah, no, there's there's definitely allergies out here. So hmm. not like in San Antonio. Let me just say it's yeah, <clears throat> not even in close in comparison. Yeah, it's um, terrible here. It's terrible. Yeah, ragweed <laughs> and all that Mountain cedar. Um, yeah, the cedar, all that stuff. Yeah, you probably you get it, don't you? You you get it. Yeah, I tell you though, if I stick to my uh, nose spray and my inhaler and stuff, I do pretty well. So. Yeah, we we would bank on Flonase. I wish that I'd taken like uh, like some stocks out in Flonase back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, we're all caught up. I think I got all the Christmas shopping done. I have everything piled up in a in a corner of my bedroom. We do. So too. now I gotta like separate wrap. it all out. Yeah, make sure everybody has even presents. You know, you don't want anybody to not. <laughs> have like not get what they're you know yeah they're they're generally not that way my kids they're pretty good about like you know they're pretty gracious about it um but i like to try to be very even yes cassie does too cassie likes to to make sure that we spend the same amount or we get the same amount it looks the same yeah it's hard to do but 
she does she does a pretty good job. But this year was kind of weird since we have adult kids. We kind of did other things besides like Christmas presents. We helped uh, my oldest like move out and get in you know get things for her apartment and to cook with and other things. So it kind of changes as they get older. It does change. It really does. And they want and they're more like they're you know you move out of the toy thing to. Mm-hmm. You know, or the sports stuff, and then you go into like, oh, money would be good, or yeah. <laughs> you know, paying off my Visa card, or you know, whatever. You know, not, <laughs> nobody said that, but you know, yeah. I mean, you just you kind of roll with it, you know. Yeah, exactly. and then you go into girlfriends, you know, when you and yes. you have a new, you're gonna have a new son-in-law soon. Soon, very soon, and so yeah, yeah it's, it becomes extended family, and then you know, what do they want for Christmas? Yeah, and that's need? A tough, yeah. yeah. Well, and you don't know them well enough, so you're trying to get, like, a list from the parents, you know, so that you're not totally, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't want to get some. Gift cards are good. You know, some people feel like gift cards, too impersonal, but if you get a gift card that they like, mm-hmm. you know, like, if they like Starbucks, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting a Starbucks gift card, or if they like to shop at, you know, Target or Ulta or wherever right. it is. I don't find that to be impersonal. I like gift cards. I feel the same way. I use them up. Although there was a running joke. Okay, so let me go real quick before we dive into the to the chapter and doing our prayer time. So when I was living in San Antonio, um, there was a group of ladies, and you know most of them, like Betsy and Sharon, mm-hmm. uh, Alicia. Martinez, you know, Stacy Paris, you know all them. Yep. So, oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to say those names out loud? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Hopefully. Anyway, uh, we would all go out for birthdays. And so the last, second to last time or one of the last times that I w- went out with them, we went out and they gave me, uh, it was so funny because I said, oh, I hope it's not a Visa gift card <laughs> because Visa gift cards expire or they start to like if you don't use the money up they start to uh take the money away after like six months they'll take out a a small percentage and it's like that to me is like highway robbery yes you know because and on top of that you have to pay a five dollar uh like activation fee or something like that so they're like getting you coming and going with that so i i so i happened to say something like oh i hope it's not a visa gift card It was Visa gift card. <laughs> nice. So now it's like the running joke that, you know, I'm I'm the loud mouth. I say what's on my mind. And so anyway. Well, there is a website. Like if you get a gift card you don't like, you can sell it. What? You didn't know this? No. Oh, yeah. There's Now, they take a little bit off. Like so if you get like a $50 gift card. Like you only get 48 for it or whatever, or 45, but still like if it's a store that you don't like or is not around you or you don't have, see anything online that you like, yeah, you can go to the website and sell it and get another gift card or get cash for it. Wow. I did not hear about, see, that's just too much trouble to me. That's too much trouble. It comes yeah. in handy. Well, I can usually find something. To yeah. me, Amazon is like, and I know that that's like, you know, the man or whatever, but Amazon's been my friend this whole season. I just got to say, I, I, I've had the Amazon people at my front door like revolving. So yes, oh yes, <laughs> it, 
You know, to me, I, I can always find something on there. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So you were talking about that website uh, that you can change out. Did you hear about the girl who traded a bobby pin for a house? Did you hear about that? Yes. There's That's been so a couple crazy. of people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some some crazy stories. I've never really read them all, like to see what every trade was, but yeah, I've I've, I've seen that kind of around. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And what she's doing, I we just saw her. I just saw her on the. Uh, I think it was on the Today Show. <clears throat> she traded a bobby pin for the house, and when she got the house, I don't know where the house ended up or where she found it. <clears throat> it was in pretty decent condition, but they're gonna. Um, flip it and mm. give it to like uh, um, a, a single mom or a single dad or somebody who's in Ooh. need. Yeah. So once they do that, they're going to do it again. She's going to start all over again and do another bobby pin and try to get another house. Wow. It took her like a year. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like just instantaneously. It was like a whole year of trading. Uh, I don't know how she did it, honestly, but I think it's really cool. So. Yeah. All right. Well, are we ready to um, pray so. and, and read our, our one chapter? I think so. All right. Well, I'm ready when you are. All right. Let's pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, provider, comforter, mm. Lord, um, we come before you now and uh, we want to just give you praise and worship and uh, thank you for the many blessings that you have, have given us, especially this time of, of season. We we tend to think about blessings a lot. And um, I think I'm most thankful for, for family and for traditions and, and being able to to get with people that we don't normally see throughout the year or throughout, you know, daily life, Lord. And my prayer is that uh, those of us who do get the chance to, to see our friends and family, Lord, that we cherish the time. And that it's blessed in, in just uh, laughter and good times, yes. Lord. Uh, I pray a blessing over every person that decides to listen or watch our podcast, Lord. I pray that you bless them tremendously for taking the courage to uh, go on a journey on uh, reading your, your word every day, Lord. And I pray that we're able to provide that uh, for as long as you need us to provide it, Lord. Uh, thank you for your son who died, uh, who sacrificed so that we have this opportunity to, to be free from sin and to uh, be able to read and pray and direct, directly talk with you, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, <clears throat> so I will try to keep the frog in my throat at a bay. So we did not mention this at first at the beginning, but we are episode 13.0, which is huge. I don't know what five times 13 is because you're faster at math than I am, but um, that's a lot, <laughs> right? Isn't it 75? 75? Something like that. It is a lot. We've got a, we've got a lot of podcasts under our belt here. So, uh, so we're doing chapter 17 in Luke today. <clears throat> Teachings about forgiveness and faith. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, there will always be temptations to sin. 
but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. So watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. The apostle said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. The Lord answered, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the, this mulberry tree, may you be up, may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he says, prepare my meal, put on your apron and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do? Of course not. In the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. 10 healed of leprosy. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, <clears throat> he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' at feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. The coming of the kingdom. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say here it is or it's over there for the kingdom of God is already among you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see the day when the son of man returns, but you won't see it. People will tell you, look, there is the son of man, or here he is, but don't go out and follow them. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so it will be on the day when the son of man comes. But first, the Son of Man must suffer terribly and be rejected by this generation. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days, the people enjoyed banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat and the flood came and destroyed them all. And the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went out, I'm sorry, people went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building, until the morning lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home. 
Remember what happened to Lot's wife? If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. That night, two people will be sleeping in one bed. In one bed, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour together at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Where will this happen, Lord? The disciples asked. Just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so their signs, so these signs indicate that the end is near. All right. <clears throat> well, I did do a little undermining. Um, right. Did you get to anything? Did you start? Well, I like, I wrote in here, I wrote down attitude. Um, oh. Because, you know, the way that it starts out, I think, about forgiveness and faith and serving is pers perspective on on life um and so i i just think that a lot of these teachings we could use more today but it's 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 about our mindset of, about people and things um so i i wrote that down well i wrote that in this bylines because i thought that was pretty pretty good it is all about your attitude i agree mm. <clears throat> i started with one I underlined that whole one through three. I, I ended up underlining the whole thing because I remember reading this prior <clears throat> last year. And, you know, there will be temptations to sin, but the sorrow is the person who tempts somebody into sinning, mm -hmm. you know, and it would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone, a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. It's kind of huge, you know, to me that God's saying, you know, don't be the cause of somebody else. You know, don't lead them in. And it's so funny because I can remember a long time ago, uh, I was still a baby Christian <clears throat> and t TV shows would pop up on the TV and uh, there was one uh called queer eye for the straight guy i don't know mm -hmm. if you remember that mm -hmm. and i was watching it because i just thought eh, it's kind of fun to watch and i mentioned it to a friend of mine who was a much stronger christian than i was and uh, i'm like oh it's so funny to watch these guys and she's like yeah no i'm not gonna and 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 again uh nothing we're not trying to be political or we're trying to you know say anything negative but you know it was something that she felt very strongly about not watching, mm -hmm. you know? So for me as the person blindly, you know, I, if I had led her into that, that would have been the same scenario, I think, you know, or any kind of show, you know, maybe there's a show with violence or, you know, sex or whatever, you know, any anything that I might've led her into would have, I would have been better what is it i would have been better off to have a millstone hung around my neck than right. to lead her into sin right yeah so god is obviously very serious about not being a person who's going to lead somebody uh into sin so yeah i highlighted that too and then right into um uh if another believer sins rebuke that person but then if they repent, forgive. Yeah. You know, and keep forgiving and keep forgiving. I think that's 
that's huge because that's sometimes hard to do. A lot of times it's hard to do. It is especially, hard. Especially if they keep on. With manual, something different. And then, you know, even though they repent, if something, you know, continues, it's it's very difficult to do. But, you know, I, I do, again, that's why I say it's about attitude because, like, I feel so much better when I'm able to forgive it seems to help me sometimes it's more about me than it is the other person but it does help me be more patient and to be more understanding when i do finally forgive and and move on i i agree with that uh you know forgiveness is a two-way street and it's it's not always just about you releasing the other person it's about cleansing your own heart and your own you know getting rid of that because you know you don't want to hold on to stuff so uh mm -hmm. I agree with that. You know, I used to tell my kids seven times 70, right? Mm -hmm. That's how many times you're supposed to uh, forgive somebody. You know, when they when the apostles asked Jesus, how many times do you do it? Seven times 70. Right. That's that's huge. That's a, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot of forgiveness. But at the same time, as the person who is the sinner, you also have to repentance means getting rid of what you're doing. So, you know, to me, you know, I call them repeat you know, repeat offenders, mm -hmm. you know, when they keep doing the same thing over and over again, um, it it's frustrating because that to me says that you're really not sorry for what you did right. until you change what you're doing, then, then there's repentance. Mm -hmm. But if you keep doing it, you know, there's the repentance that's in your heart. That's a, that's a heart thing. Right. So, <clears throat> and then, um, and then it goes into show us how the apostles asked the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. And it said, I underlined, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree that you'd be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Um, that's a that's a that's a tough nugget for me sometimes. I don't know for anybody else. I mean, I I, I trust God, mm. you know, wholeheartedly. But there's always something in the back of my head, you know, that, and he knows it's there you know right um, but it's always like oh you know are you really gonna do that you know so i always you know i doubt i doubt you know yeah. not, it's not him it's us right so and then uh when uh you go into the next section um where he's talking about the servant um that again it's a it's again it's an attitude that's that word yes. is really pretty prime for this whole segment I think mm -hmm. because you when you do something for the master for for God for your whoever you're doing it because you're supposed to do it and you're not supposed to be looking for kudos you do right. it because and that's what it says at the very end we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty <clears throat> I think that's what we're all supposed to be not supposed to be looking for kudos. You're not supposed to be looking for anything extra. You just you do it because you're 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 supposed to do it. Well, and I think that leads to what we call the servant's heart, right? We're not doing it to be rewarded. We're not doing it, but but we're doing it because that's like you said, that's what we're supposed to do. That's I mean, our attitude should be, Lord, what should I do? How should I do it? When should I do it? And 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 do it, and not complain, and not say, well, what am I going to get out of this or that? But really have the attitude of I'm here to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I can serve God wholeheartedly, not think twice about it. 
but it's funny when I'm doing and I I do for my family all the time you know but then there's sometimes I'm just like really why am I doing this you know it's like you know and it's it's hard you know but you should have the same attitude it should be the same heart for not only for God but for you know the people here on earth you should be doing it um and I, I again I go back to to my friend Sharon, she is a servant's heart. She is consistently always doing, always, you know, and not complaining. She just gets right. out there and does it. And that's amazing to me. So I try it. She's my, uh, my guru. She's like, my, <laughs> she's the person I, I was like, what would Sharon do? You know? <laughs> so, um, did you highlight anything in the uh, leprosy section where the 10, I highlighted the very end of that story, um, how it was a Samaritan that came back and said, you know, thank you. Because when we look at Samaritans and, and Israel and Samaritans were outsiders and they were they were looked down upon by uh, uh, people in, in Israel and, and, and Jewish people. And they were just they were second second citizens. They were really. I mean, that was racism then. Yeah. You know, and how Jesus is just flat out says, look, who's this coming back? Why is this is the only one? And, you know, he says, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. I think it's just confirmation that Jesus is for everybody. That's right. You know, and it just, again, it's it's attitude. You know, it is actually, but also, well, the other part of this, though, I think, is that he's saying, he's saying, okay, so there were, uh, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. Uh, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance. Um, he, it doesn't specify who those men with leprosy are, except for the one guy, right, the Samaritan. So we don't know what different cultures were a part of those 10 but the fact that he says didn't i heal 10 men mm. where are the other nine you know he's like well, i only got one out of 10 who will praise god for what he did that i think was the biggest pinnacle of this you know it's like and, and again he was a samaritan but that was that was the other part and so right. it all kind of worked together where you know, he's not only calling out the other nine who could have been Jews, Gentile, Samaritan, whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, but he's but he's saying I had nine guys that I ten guys that I healed. One came back and he was a Samaritan. You know, so. Like you said, you know, Jesus is for everybody, but it's just sad that nine of them did not come back to say thank yeah. you. That's yeah. huge. <clears throat> And then there was a lot in the next section, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I started with 20, like the middle of 20, where Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. Mm -hmm. You won't mm -hmm. be able to say here it is or it's over there for the kingdom of God is already among you. I think mm -hmm. what he's saying here, the kingdom of God is him. Jesus is right. here, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly, I highlighted that exact stuff too. and. It's, it's in front of you already. Yeah. And then um, the time is coming when you will know when when you will long to see the day when the Son of Man returns 
And we know that that's not happened yet, obviously, mm -hmm. but you won't see it. Um, and then I pop down to 25, but first the son of man must suffer terribly and be rejected by this generation. And I think what they're saying again, what he's saying in this, the, this generation, I think he's talking about the religious leaders. Right. I think, I don't know. <clears throat> and then in those days, the people enjoyed banquets. Oh, when the son of man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days, the people enjoyed banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time where Noah entered his boat and the flood came and destroyed them all. I, You know what? We're living in those days, I think. I don't know. I mean, because we, again, we don't know what the day, the time, the whatever. But people are living it up, living high on the hog, and it's going to come. You know, the, the and I think I mentioned this a couple of days ago with the boat. You know, the boat's going to close and, yeah. and that's going to be the end. And but your chance is going to be, you know, and God keeps giving you chances, you know, and, and giving chances and opportunities, you know, and hopefully this, what we're doing with this podcast is one of those opportunities where you, we're getting the word out so that people, you know, will hear that this is your moment of repentance. This is your moment to turn to him and get in the boat. I mean, right. We want everybody in the boat, you know. Um, sorry, got on my pedestal there for a second. <laughs> Uh, did you have anything else up until 28? <clears throat> uh, no, um, I had exactly what you had. And, and into 28, I actually just, for whatever reason, verse 30 just stuck out to me because he continues on talking, you know, we went from Noah to Lot. Yeah. And then how business as usual. That yeah. term just kind of stuck out to me. I mean, I know it's a translation, um, but it, but, you know, basically means just business as usual is we say that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and it goes into, you know, business as usual, right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return home. Um, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, you know, uh, I, this is talking about the if you're living a sinful life. Right. You know, if you're living in the world, you know, you're going to lose it because this is not the world that God really wants us to be a part of. He wants us to be in heaven with him later on. Um, and then uh, and if you let your life go, you will save it. So if you to me, if you turn your life over to Jesus and you start living your life for him, you will save your life. That's what he's that's what he came to this earth to do. And that's what exactly what Christmas is about. You know, going back into the Christmas season, you know, here we are, uh, the baby in the manger. He came humbly as a servant in a manger, and he left this world as a servant in, and crucified on the cross. Um, and then uh, uh, going into the two uh, at night, that night, two people will be asleep in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour together in the mill. One will be taken, the other left. I mean, that's how quick it's going to be. Mm. You know, he's talking about what I think here is the rapture uh, in the moment. And once we get into Revelation, you'll understand what we're talking about uh, for those who have not, you know, read through this before. But he, he literally, you know, there's going to be two people walking down a road, and he's used that as a, an example as well. And one's going to just disappear. You know, I mean, if anybody's ever watched, I don't know if you've ever watched the uh, Left Behind series with Kirk Cameron. Have you ever seen those? 
a long, long time ago. Yeah, really long time ago. But they're really, and then they did a remake with Nicolas Cage, which was more secular. They didn't quite get it as well, I don't think. But anyway, you know, I mean, imagine life going on as normal. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got a pilot and you've got the co-pilot and the pilot goes away. What's going to happen to that plane with 300 people on it? You know, if the pilot co-pilot doesn't take over, it's going to crash, you know, but that's what's going to happen. People are going to disappear. There's going to be car accidents because people in cars are going to, they're going to be taken up, you know, it's going to happen. And uh, I, I can only imagine, I mean, I won't be here. You won't be here. Um, you know, but I, I can't I can't imagine the havoc that will be, you know, reached. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, don't I'm not trying to get doom and gloomy here. Uh <laughs> I, I totally, but it that's what but that's what Jesus is saying. You know, he's it's saying the reality be, of yeah. It's the reality of what he's saying. Yeah. So and then uh that, I thought this was kind of uh, just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. So I guess we need to be like watching, you know, just keeping uh, keeping a lookout. I mean, again, we don't know. It could be any minute. We don't know. And I know people have been saying that for years, right? I mean, you see that in movies all the time, the guy with the cardboard thing over his chest, you know, yeah. the end is coming, kingdom of God is here. You know, but, you know, I look at the signs of the times right now and it's pretty crazy, right? It It is crazy and things seem to be getting crazier. Um, but and that's where, again, you know, we we live every day like it's going to be the last day. That's right. You know, and be aware of what's going on. And uh, if we live with the servant's heart and being ready to forgive and, and, and get people where they need to be, then. That's what we do. Absolutely. And it's it's uh, it's your attitude, just like mm. you said. It's all about your attitude and your faith. You know, yeah. and if you and if you put your faith in Jesus, if you put your you know, your your belief system in what God has set up, you know, p- people say it's hard to do. It's really not. You know, I mean, I don't feel like I'm lacking anything in my life. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Right. Um, you know, the world is the world. And it really doesn't have a lot to offer, you know, but we live comfortably, you know, it's not like we're missing out on anything, you know, God has provided completely, you know, uh, for us. And I know for you in many ways, when you were telling me about how people at uh, Cassie's work stepped up for her, yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> God provides, you know, and it's amazing you, if you just let him go, let him do what he does. So, all right. Well, speaking of uh, uh, putting your trust in in Jesus, uh, we are at the moment where we can lead you all in that prayer. If you haven't made that uh, decision uh, to be a Christ follower, uh, this is your moment. Um, we will say the prayer together, and uh, and I hope that you get to say it too. Um, you know, the day I accepted Jesus into my life was huge, and uh, I hope that. Uh, the listeners out there uh, will say the prayer with us. So let's let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus 
It is his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will follow him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome to the kingdom of heaven into the brotherhood and sisterhood of Christ. Uh, Jeremiah and I both uh, are encouraging you to get to a church, uh, yes. find a pastor, celebrate. I always tell everybody every day, mark it in the Bible, whatever day it was. I believe mine was April 12th. Um, and I have that marked in my Bible. Um, it's huge. It's a huge mm -hmm. uh, occurrence, and you've you've taken a big step and uh, a big leap of faith. So, uh, you know, get part of a uh, a ministry, volunteer, um, and celebrate. Yes, um, that's amazing. It is amazing. It's a huge uh, decision, and uh, we don't take it lightly. And, right. Uh, I always liked it when our pastor uh, would lead us all in that prayer uh, every day. He would do it at funerals. Do you remember that? Robert? No. Why do you go to many funerals? Well, I, because I was part of the music ministry. Right, we, right. We led the worship. So I was always at these, you know, these funerals. Not all of them. I mean, I didn't go yeah. every, but the, the ones that pertain with especially the music ministry. Um, uh, anyway, uh, but Robert would uh, lead everybody in the uh, sinner's prayer, which I thought was really cool. That's a good opportunity <laughs> to get people to. It is. It is. <laughs> kind of, you know, you're starting to question things, you know, when you're sitting there looking at the, the dead guy in the casket. <laughs> so <laughs> we are, we are unfiltered. <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. So we're at. Um, the little things. It's the little things. And we didn't talk about this. No, we didn't. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I do. I, I'm going to okay. surprise you. All right. So uh -oh. today, I know. Uh, so we're still in the Christmas mode. So uh, I was thinking about this this morning. I woke up with it. And I thought, um, and I'm, I'm saying I woke up with it because there's a bed right here to my left. Um, uh, I was thinking about uh, what is two things. What was your favorite Christmas memory? And uh, what was your favorite like Christmas present that you got? And you can reach back to, uh, I know I've kind of. I don't know. Really? I don't know. You don't you have go. a favorite You Christmas go first. Present? Give me a second. You just kind of sprang this on me. I did spring it on you. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. It's not going to distract you, right? From. Uh, I probably will, but that's all right. Now, I dig back to my pat, way, way pat. Christmas was huge for us because I had six brothers and sisters. So I have a lot of Christmas memories. My, my, mm -hmm. Most of my memories are from Christmas and from uh, vacation. Uh, that's pretty much my, my whole childhood. So uh, the, there's a couple of times. There's one time where my sister Claudia and, her, and my brother Larry, they pooled their money together and she made uh, stockings for everybody. And she filled them with all this. She said she'd never do it again because it ended up being like so much money. But they like they went bankrupt. <laughs> like they, they spent all their money on these Christmas presents. But it was really cool. You know, I remember she put like I was at that age where I was starting to like tinker with makeup and stuff. So there was like, you know, eyeshadow and all that. And I still don't wear makeup. Obviously, you guys look at me and I'm, I don't wear makeup. But that was a big one. And then the year that um, 
I got a new bike. That was huge. Mm. And there, and I didn't, I, it was downstairs in our basement. And oh my gosh, I cried. I was like, oh, I got a bike. So that was a pretty cool, memorable Christmas. Nice, nice. I mean, so growing up, Christmas was, was big, but it wasn't my, you know, um, it kind of got difficult when I was really, I guess, at the memorable age of getting things because my parents divorced and oh yeah, that's right. And then uh, the family fell apart because my grandmother passed away. Like, I, you know, when I remember Christmas as a kid, I do remember the few times that I that I can remember is you know the family getting together at my grandparents' house and they were you know everybody was cooking and 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 those were good times, but it didn't last very long because the family kind of dissolved. It's kind of, isn't that kind of weird when the, the matriarch or the patriarch kind of passes away and then it's just like things just dis, just disappear. So, yeah. Um, so as a kid, I mean, there's a few, but I mean, just um, it's very family centric for us. And so um, probably the best Christmases are, you know, when my kids were very young and, and, yeah. and they'd wake up and, Come running in. I, you know, one of the things that's funny. <laughs> um, there was a couple of years because we're not early. My wife and I are not early risers, but the kids were. <laughs> but my wife is so stuck on traditions that there was there was a couple of Christmases when the kids woke us up early, but she wanted to wait till her parents came to the house before they could open their presents. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we had to sit there and the kids are staring at the tree. I think it was only two at the time. <laughs> so like, but they really? wanted to open presents so bad. <laughs> but we had to try to distract them <laughs> to oh wait for God. grandma and grandpa to get there. Oh. And um, so that's 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 a fun memory. Because, uh, you know, that anticipation as a kid, you know, you're like, oh, I get to open presents. <laughs> and oh, I had yeah. to wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. The best gift probably was um, probably a Nintendo when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, that was pretty amazing. That's so um, funny. Yeah, and and again, I wasn't. I was. I I remember it. I I'm not a screamer or a big, you know, crying person. So when that gift came, I wasn't like, you see those videos of kids like screaming, you know, I didn't do that, but it was, it was kind of cool. That was, yeah. that was pretty neat getting. So I remember that console was about this big. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I got, yeah, they were like this big and they came with, uh, uh, what was it? Duck Hunt and Super and Mario, Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So I remember I bought one of those for myself. I'm going off track here a little bit. I bought one of those. I was living in an apartment by myself in Florida. And I bought one. They were like $99. And oh my gosh, I would stay up until like three o'clock in the morning. And I had to go to work the next day, you yeah. know? And so after like two weeks, I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm like, so I had to, so we were talking about eating treats and cookies and stuff where I could, I'm good. I can have two and I'm okay with that. I, that was like an obsession. And so I, I had to get, I had to bring it back. I brought it back to Sears. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Wow. I had to, I had to get rid of it. It was that like obsessive, 
Yeah. So I got my house. Yeah. Interesting. I still play games, but I don't play like games. I play like solitaire, you know, just Uh my mind occupied. But so I started I started playing Fortnite again. I don't even not obsessively. You don't know what Fortnite is? I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. What is it like? What is it? It's like a first person shooter game. Yeah. Yeah. My son started playing it. I played it. I have never really played it. But my son started playing it again. And so I played it a few times. I was playing you play it last with night. Uh, no, he's too good. Ah. I'll sit there and watch him and then I'll make him get off and give me a shot at it. Um, but it's funny when I play. Like, so my wife and daughter went to the store last night. So I cleaned up the kitchen real quick so I could play. And then they got home with stuff and they're like, Are you going to help? I said, Well, I can't pause it. I can't stop playing. And then they try to ask me questions. And my mind is, you know, I'm so old now. I can't do two things at once. <laughs> They're like, are you listening to me? I was like, no, I'm not. I'm engaged in this game. Why are you even asking me questions? It doesn't make sense. So when the game was finally over, then I could put it down and I helped. And I I could have a conversation. But I just, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, I have to be like, I, I'm usually a pretty good multitasker too, but yeah, don't don't ask me questions while I'm in, in the middle of something because I'll lose track and I'll forget. I forget things like in the middle of conversations, like questions that I want to ask in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not good for me. No, not good at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that a lot of good uh, memories for Christmas, going back to our original topic, sorry, um, I think that when, like you said, when the kids came along, that was, uh, yeah. I think I might have mentioned the marathon Christmas possibly recently. I don't know if I did or not, but when Gabe, Joshua was like, I think it was his first Christmas mm. here in San Antonio, I think it was, it was marathon. You mm. know, I, I've told you guys about the, our tradition of eating donuts. Have I told you guys about that? That sounds familiar. So my sister started that a long time ago with her kids. And so they would do donuts and like they would open up presents, like maybe one or two presents. And then the kids would want to play with the toys. So they play with them and they go and eat breakfast and they go back and open some presents and then eat some more breakfast. And, you know, so that was their, I thought that was kind of cool, you know, to stretch it out, you know, so they're not like having this mad, you know, ripping presents open thing. And so we started doing the same thing. Well, it was like all morning and then, we never even got to the stocking. <laughs> like we didn't open up the stocking stuff until like, okay, either I bought too much for this one little boy, uh, which I probably did, uh, or we need to like compact it down a little bit and get a little more, you know. So but we still do that. Like tomorrow morning, uh Rich will go get the donuts and I'll make like scrambled eggs and some sausage and so you're not just eating completely sugar for breakfast. And we used to do that. We used to like make a breakfast, like a casserole. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what we would do. But then that was requested not to happen by one of my children this year. Why? That's so funny. No breast. Oh, see, we do. I do a breakfast casserole. Uh, that's so funny. Um, and actually, I think I might do that if I can thaw out my sausage early enough. <laughs> well, it's funny because we start cooking like a turkey, like 
at five in the morning or six in the morning. Oh, so wow. we would have to really start the turkey early, then pull that out to put in the breakfast casserole, then eat that. But then within a couple of hours, we're eating lunch. Yeah. We don't do dinner. We kind of do lunch. So I think that was her thought process was like, why are we making this big breakfast when we're going to eat all this other stuff? So. Yeah. And the afternoon, we do the same thing. We do like a, like an afternoon, early dinner, you know. Yeah. Not quite lunchtime, but not dinner time. Somewhere like two ish or three ish. We didn't really gauge a date, a time for tomorrow because I think the boys want to go surfing, but it's raining here, so I don't know how they're going to do that. But <clears throat> yeah, uh, you don't want to eat too much because you know that the good stuff is coming. That's for. right. And let me just say, turkeys gone. They are gone. I went to the commissary. There were two, two. Really? Huge butterball turkeys left over. Now, I do the breast. I don't want to do the big turkey uh, because we're not enough people. And I already yeah. bought a ham. So I went, I went to go to Costco because they had those five-pound butterball turkey breasts that you can right. buy. And cook, and those are yummy. Um, they're all gone. Um, yeah. I had Luckily, I have one of those little mini butterball breasts, like a three-pounder. Uh, I have it in my freezer, which I have to take out. So it'll be thought out for tomorrow. But mm -hmm. yeah, everything's gone. It's so crazy. What's so funny too is we went to Costco like the day after Thanksgiving or that weekend, right? Their butterball turkeys were 99 cents a pound. Butterball. Yeah. And we didn't buy one. Yeah, it should have. Yeah. yeah. I saw it and I was like, oh, I could get one. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I don't have the freezer room right now. That's my biggest problem. I didn't have huge. Yeah, they're too big. So I, I even delayed on getting that ham for, uh, and I was like, we were lucky. We got a, a small one, just enough. And now that my sister's not coming, you know, the worry of having enough stuff is gone because they were down two people. So, yeah. you know, that is what it is. Well, that was a, that's a, this was a really good segment, I think. I think we, I think we covered a lot of uh, little things. I think we did. <laughs> so we will not be back until next week, right before New Year's Eve. And so we'll have something new for you guys to maybe we'll talk about, uh, I don't know, resolutions. I hate using that word resolution. It's and I OK, let me just say this. I, I, I really dislike the word hate. I don't usually use that word. So but I really dislike the word resolution. Um, because everybody makes resolutions and they fall flat. So right. maybe we shouldn't do resolutions, but we'll talk about that next week. Cool. All right. All right. So that's it for us for today, I think. Uh, so this was episode 13.0. Uh, you want to give them the, uh, the lowdown on where they can hear us and see us? We're on YouTube. These episodes are getting loaded as we speak. Um, we Our page is Leap of Faith Podcast. You can see yep. us on Facebook. Uh, you can go to our website, which is leapoffaithpodcast.org. You can email us, Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Message us on Facebook. Uh, message us on YouTube. Leave comments. Let us know what's going on. We love to connect, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you all next week. God bless you and have a very, very Merry Christmas if this Merry is when Christmas. you're listening to this. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.